They're seven and five. They're going to win their division. They're in the playoffs once again. Yet, they made a change at the GM spot. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. A fun one for you here today as we, for the first time on the show, get to talk about the Titans making the decision to move on from John Robinson. Felt like this story still big enough for me to share my thoughts and the weirdness of the decision to do this now and, and maybe trying to piece together what exactly went down here in Tennessee. But before we jump into that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season. Long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. And the news of the Titans deciding to move on for John Robinson came at a very interesting time for a couple of reasons. One, Obviously, the Titans are 7-5. and five. They're playing particularly well. They're leading the uh, AFC South division. They're going to be a playoff team once again. He has had a good track record. He had just gotten a contract extension uh, there in Tennessee. But also because we were talking about GMs on draft dudes the day that it happened. We were recording the show for the next day, Kyle and I down in the... Um, Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl offices, finalizing some stuff for the Senior Bowl next month. We were doing the show. We decided, based on a listener's request, to do a tier maker of the general managers. And one of the GMs, one of the few GMs that we actually had a bit of a sidebar on and had a deep dive conversation was John Robinson. So much so that we created an entire bucket called the John Robinson tier. And 10 minutes after we had finished recording that episode, the news came out and we were all kind of stunned. We just had had the conversation. We were debating whether or not how good of a GM he was, but to see a GM get fired in the middle of a season in which the team is seven and five, in which the team was without their starting quarterback for a couple of games, it does feel a little weird. And look, the, the Tennessee Titans during John Robinson's tenure as the general manager has been pretty good. When he took the team over in 2015, they were three and 13 they went to nine and seven in 2016. They went nine and seven. Uh, excuse me, nine and seven in 2016. Nine and seven in 2017. They went nine and seven in 2018. They went nine and seven in 2019. I mean, this is a team that had, had done pretty well over the four years, the, the first four years that he had been there uh, as the Tennessee Titans general manager. But there are definitely warning signs that, th- that this made sense. We don't have to go that far back to see something that certainly potentially put some dissension, put some mistrust, put some friction between the general manager and the head coach because all you have to do is go back to draft night in which the Titans made the decision to trade A.J. Brown to the Philadelphia Eagles and then use the first-round pick that they got from the Philadelphia Eagles to then trade a AJ Brown or draft an A.J. Brown replacement in Traylon Burks. And there is that viral video that kind of got reheated during the week of Mike Rabel reacting in some way to what happened getting up walking around the room kind of adjusting his suit kind of a shake of his head 
expressing his displeasure at the situation of not being able to keep A.J. Brown, uh, of what they got back for A.J. Brown, and then ultimately needing to draft a replacement for A.J. Brown that is a younger, uh, more raw version of a wide receiver. And that certainly uh, created some friction. And then it doesn't help that the the game on Sunday was against the Philadelphia Eagles, in which, surprise, surprise, A.J. Brown uh, had a bit of a revenge game. We joke about the revenge game narrative in sports and specifically in football, but it was a revenge game for A.J. Brown, and he delivered in that revenge game. So I could understand uh, those feelings coming back in that game uh, playing against A.J. Brown, but it's not just about A.J. Brown, and I think that's the important thing that I want people to recognize. Yes, the A.J. Brown thing was a big deal on draft night. Yes, the A.J. Brown thing was a big deal over the weekend, and yes, this happened timeliness right after that game happened, potentially bringing those feelings back, but I certainly think that the A.J. Brown situation is the straw that broke the camel's back. And if A.J. Brown was perhaps injured or didn't play as well, maybe the move wouldn't have happened this week, but the move might have happened by the end of the season because John Robinson in general, while the team on the field has done very well, there are a lot of questionable things that John Robinson has done during his time as general manager. The A.J. Brown trade, the most recent example. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, first-round pick in 2020. We can talk about all of the first-round picks that have not made it to second contracts with the Tennessee Titans. Corey Davis, you take him fifth overall uh, because you need a drafting for position of need and you don't necessarily look at positional value. I mean, there are plenty of things that we can talk about. The trade for Julio Jones. There are There's a laundry list of things that John Robinson has done in recent memories that that the team has maybe won in spite of. And I don't know how much of a of a of a roster developer John Robinson truly is. And if you were balancing the credit, and here's the way that I would phrase this to, to everybody. When you think of the Tennessee Titans and you think of their success, do you think of a mastermind general manager that has um architect a massive team and has done great team building and has drafted really well and has found an incredible value on day two and day three, year in and year out, and has complemented that with some great free agency and has really put together a great team year in and year out from a team building perspective? Or do you feel as if the Tennessee Titans are a team that has a roster that is probably in the midfield close to the upper tier of the National Football League? But they're getting the most out of those guys because they're incredibly well coached and they have a very good coaching staff. And Mike Vrabel's a great leader. He gets the most out of his team. He's able to reorchestrate the defense. They've, they've been able to make it work with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Which of those two sides of the coin do you feel is most likely? Because I think from an outsider's perspective, when you look at this team, and this is not a shot at John Robinson, but when you think of the Tennessee Titans, would you have known who the Tennessee Titans general manager is by name before he got fired? Is he a household name when it comes to general managers? Is he a Eric DaCosta? Is he a a Brandon Bean or a Brett Veach? A Howie Roseman? Think about it. The, the Eagles have Nick Sirianni as their head coach. But come draft time, come free agency time, the, during the season, we constantly talk about, man, Howie Roseman fleets the Saints. Look at Howie Roseman going out and getting depth in free agency. Signing Adama Katsu in the middle of the season. I mean, you think of all of these moves that Howie Roseman has made, and he gets the credit. You think of Brandon Bean and the... The, the work that he has done there in Buffalo to reorchestrate that team. You think of the job that Brett Veach has done in Kansas City. I mean, these are household names at the position, and there are household names on the other end of the coin of, of the bottom half of, of general managers who aren't very good and, and get the ire of their fan base. But John Robinson felt like he fell into the middle, was not a household name in a bad way, was not a household name in a, in a good way. It was Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans. And... I think because of that, because of how good Mike Vrabel has been as a head coach, that 
there was some frustration between the two sides about the way things had happened. And look, this is a team that's going to have to undergo some sort of transformation offensively in the offseason. We, we, we know the wide receiver core that they have. Ryan Tannehill's not getting any younger. They drafted Malik Willis, but he's a project, and who knows what he's going to look like. The offensive line is going to need some work. They, they've re-transformed the defense over the last couple of years, but they need some help there as well. This is not a complete team by any stretch of the imagination. It's why they've found all of this regular season success, but haven't been able to put it together for an extended postseason run. Look, Derrick Henry's a, a huge part of what they do. They run the football. They play good defense. They play the brand of football that allows you to create some upsets in the postseason and should allow you to go on a Super Bowl run at some point. They just haven't gotten over that hump yet, and I don't know if John Robinson has done anything in the off-seasons to be able to push them over that hump, and specifically going into the 2022 season it was kind of the opposite right they went backwards AJ Brown their best player on offense outside of Derrick Henry a focal point of their passing game walks out the door you get Traylon Burks in there he's a young player he's a raw player he's a different player and then you have him getting hurt and that doesn't help either for a lot of different reasons but they were 12 and 5 in 2021 they were the top seed in the AFC they have the same record as the Kansas City Chiefs. They had the top seed. They had the head-to-head record to break the tie, so they had beaten the Chiefs in the regular season. Yeah, they had faltered in the playoffs, right? But they had gone into that offseason at 12-5. and five. A very good football team. Close. Just need a little bit more to get over the hump. And instead, it certainly feels as if they take a step backwards. They trade their second-best offensive player. They trade a stud wide receiver that should be able to unlock this passing offense you should be drafting a Traylon Burks to complement an A.J. Brown not to replace an A.J. Brown and I don't want to focus so much on the A.J. Brown side of this but again I think that's the straw that broke the camel's back here I think that is the move that that you when you look at Mike Vrabel's reaction like okay are we sure we know what we're doing here are we sure this is the direction we want to go and that's what it looks like Mike Vrabel is saying in his head like all right I don't agree with this but you're the GM and, and we'll go and then throughout the year they struggle with their passing offense because they have limitations let's just be fair Ryan Tannehill has his limitations at, at quarterback but they don't have a very good wide receiver room they could use a player like an AJ Brown and then you get reminded of it in a very important game in terms of the playoff seeding race in the AFC right the Titans have a pretty good lock on the AFC South no one's really catching them in that division so they're going to win the division they're going to get a home playoff game but when you talk about comparing them to the rest of the Super Bowl contenders in the AFC when you talk about looking at the AFC playoff picture at large they feel a step behind it feels like I don't know how they're going to be able to win football games but without Ryan Daniel they almost went they almost beat Kansas City in Kansas City so it's not unlikely it's it is possible and Mike Vrabel is the coach to potentially get it done but you get reminded in this Eagles game of what you did have you get reminded in this Eagles game of what you could have you get reminded of this Eagles game of that decision and yeah it brings back all these feelings and you know what the, the Titans ultimately decide listen that, that was bad and it's a reminder of the bad and it's a reminder of we are not where we were a year ago and yes there are injuries that play a factor into that but we are maybe going in the wrong direction not the right direction yeah we're going to be in a playoff team but is that a, a product of circumstance is that a product of where we sit in terms of the division that we play in rather than how good of a team we are and I can understand this decision and where they go from here listen they're not going to hire a GM during the season they're going to have an interim GM and they're going to look at it in the offseason and, and they'll have to uh, find somebody that can work with the existing coaching staff because Mike Frabel is an excellent head coach Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere. He's going to be the leader of this team moving forward. And so you need to find somebody that's going to be able to work with the vision that Mike wants uh, from this team moving forward. And you're going to have to work with the vision of, yes, we have Ryan Daniel. Yes, we have Derrick Henry. But we need to also balance what we're going to be able to do long term to make this success sustainable down the road. So that is going to be the big thing here. So not surprised that this was the, that this was the move. I'm not surprised at the reaction based on the timeliness that everybody thinks it's the, the AJ, it's because of the A.J. Brown situation. But I think that is the, the straw that broke the camel's back. There are plenty of other drafts draft-related, free agency-related, trade-related. I mean, they traded for Julio Jones and gave up draft capital, right? 
They gave a lot of dollars out in free agency to players. The, some of their first-round picks haven't panned out. They haven't a lot, gotten a lot of guys to that second contract. There are plenty of things that when, when you are evaluated as a GM, it's can you get the quarterback situation right? How good do you do in, in the draft? And how big free agency splashes you can make that can make impacts to your teams? Well, when you look at John Robinson, there are, you know, trades that don't make a ton of sense there are draft picks that haven't made a ton of sense and the the biggest thing that is an indictment of you as a as a talent evaluator and a decision maker when it comes to the draft is how many players can you get to a second contract how many players can you evaluate as players that fit your team that are very talented that you get into the building that you develop to a point where they get a second contract with you and that just didn't happen there were players that left elsewhere aj brown didn't get to a second contract he got traded and then secured the bag with the philadelphia eagles and I'm not going to fault John Robinson entirely for the negotiations and how they went down. Maybe uh, AJ didn't want to sign and maybe the Titans didn't want to give him that kind of money. But you can look at the situation in general and add it to that laundry list of things that I said earlier. And you can understand why uh, this move was made. So the Titans are going to be a fascinating case study here in the offseason because they're a team that's kind of in that. And I don't mean this as a slight. They're kind of in that secondary tier in the AFC. And the way it can go is two different two different ways. They're hitting a fork in the road. They can either completely readjust and keep this window open and, and continue on this track and threaten that top tier. Or if they don't make the right moves in the offseason, they don't make the right moves in the draft, they can slowly start to deteriorate and move down. So a, a very important offseason for the Tennessee Titans and a very important season the rest of the way. They're still in the mix here, right? they got a good coach. Their quarterback's uh, healthy. they got Derrick Henry. I mean, they, they've got a team that can that can surprise in the playoffs. they got a team that can go on a run. So we'll see. A team that was 12-5 and five a year ago, a team that's going to win their division and host a playoff game this year. Uh, the, the book is not written yet completely on the Tennessee Titans for 2021, but what we do here on TD and Daily, we always look ahead. We're always looking at the bigger picture. And so this 2022 offseason, depending on how the season ends, and with a GM search and a GM hiring coming uh, during the offseason, a pretty important one coming up for the Tennessee Titans. That's going to do it for us here on the Thursday edition of the show. Got an interesting one here on Thursday Night Football tonight that I'll be paying attention to. We don't know who the starter for the Los Angeles Rams is, whether it's going to be John Wolford or Baker Mayfield, depending on how things go for Wolford in the pre-game warm-ups it could be Baker and then the Raiders they're getting hot they're playing well right now they're trying to keep pace in the, in the AFC playoff picture they're two games back in the loss column of the seven spot but a win here keeps them in the mix puts those pressure on the other team so it is an important one on both sides here uh, for some different reasons so that's going to do it for us here on the show thanks as always to Ben Online for their continued support of the podcast hope everyone has a great Thursday I'll talk to you all tomorrow